path, Dora. What? Why did the chicken cross the road? What? Why? Because! <laughs> Dear Lord, I hope... <laughs> now I know our show will be a lot better than that joke, although that is hilarious. This, folks, is, aut <laughs> is autism on shift. <laughs> and I'm Adam, and this is the laughing Thora. <laughs> Nobody thinks her jokes are funnier than she does. <laughs> Join us. This week we're talking to Elise. Elise is a senior accountant and she helps veterinary hospitals. So we're excited to talk to Elise. Hi. Hi, welcome. Hi. Thanks for so being happy here. To be here. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have you. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about your job. What is it that you do? Can you kind of describe your job to us? Absolutely. So I'm basically the financial business partner for um, several different veterinary specialty hospitals. So they're kind of all owned by this one company right now. Um, so I do um, the accounting and financial planning for basically um, six locations, two regions, and then one thing we call a lane. Um, so that means not only do I kind of do the accounting and make sure everything is correct for the month, but I really get to talk a lot with um, the leadership of the hospitals, the hospital directors about the day-to-day -day operations of the business. And I get to kind of prompt them with questions and how to start thinking about, um, you know, where am I making money? Where am I losing money? How can some of these things be shifted? Um, and we really start that process, you know, we start talking about it 18 months in advance. Um, it's a lot of planning, um, yeah. but I, I do really enjoy that part because I, I like the, the numbers. They're logical for me. I also really enjoy learning about everything that's happening at these hospitals. I love animals. Everybody that works with us loves animals. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty great, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I like that. And it's awesome to be doing something you already love with, you know, like animals, something you also love, which is cool. Exactly. And exactly. What was the what was the lane thing? Is that what is that? Uh, that's sort of a financial term for like a different department. Oh, okay. Oh. So like a, I'm trying to imagine like a like a different row on a spreadsheet kind of thing. Kind of. It's basically like a different spreadsheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if I have one spreadsheet for each of the hospitals, and then I have one spreadsheet for each of the regions. And then kind of the bigger departments are owned by, are also managed by people, so they have their own spreadsheets too. I gotcha. Awesome, how does the collaboration work when you do that? Like, do you have a tool that you use to like manage how everybody's uh, communicating with the numbers? Well, it's mostly just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so for my team, there's three of us that do the exact same thing for all the hospitals in the company. Okay. And then we have our boss, and um, then there is, is a, there's a financial planning and analysis team as well. They do more of um, the financial planning not at the hospital level location, um, but as, as for the business as a whole. And then there's also sort of a national accounting team, we call them. Again, doesn't do the books for the hospital locations, but for the business as a whole. Gotcha. Um, so in terms of communicating for with the financials, it's really, for my locations, it's, it's me looking at them um, and asking my hospital director a bunch of questions. Other than that, there isn't really a whole lot of people to ask. Um, 
in terms of the lanes, you know, my my particular lane is the call center that they have for the for the East Coast. Um, again, that, that's one person who leads that. <laughs> the regions are three people. Um, I, I think that's probably actually one of the things that I really enjoy about my job is that I don't interact day to day with a, a lot of people. Um, I don't interact with really anybody outside of the organization at all. I'm not client facing in any way. Are you not? Okay. Yeah. That's one of the questions I had. Go ahead. Yeah. And, um, and I also, where I am, I genuinely like every single person that I work with day to day. Oh, um, that's rare. Is, Wait, you I like know. people? <laughs> <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were an accountant. <laughs> Actually, our accountant is nice. I like him. I didn't say she was nice. <laughs> I, I was joking because I, I have the, you know, like this uh, idea, like uh, someone who likes numbers wouldn't necessarily like people, you know. But that's not doesn't make it not in any. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, whenever I've kind of looked for like a new position or looked for something else since I became an accountant, the like recruiters and people I talked to were always like. Are you really an accountant? Like you have a personality. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah there, it's there. Whatever that uh, stereotypical it. kind of thing it is. is a I feel like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had said something about working eighteen months in advance. Is that like uh, calculating like year over year type of numbers, or or what? What does that actually mean? It's very similar. So when we look at, you know, after the month when we do all our accounting and we're closing the month and all that stuff, we absolutely look at the year right now versus the prior year. When I talk about the 18 months in advance, we call that a rolling 18 month forecast. So um, basically what that is, is we're kind of starting to plan for 18 months, like every quarter we start a new quarter 18 months out. And we're, we're just starting like the beginnings of the planning. And we're basically talking about like, okay, for my hospitals especially, how many doctors are you hiring? Um, do you have, you know, new departments that you're starting? Things like that kind of start to get like the bones of the business in. And um, the reason it's useful is then, especially for an organization like the one I work for, is the leadership teams who make the decisions about, you know, expansions and various upgrades. They can have more information ahead of time to say, okay, well, you know, a year from now, we're probably going to be doing X. So today, we're gonna do B. <laughs> nice. That is cool. Yeah. It, yeah. Go ahead. It, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I was gonna say you you definitely with uh, as little people that you work with you really better know what you're doing then I'm, I suppose if you don't have very many people to ask. Yes, I will say when I when I was hired for this position they yeah they had struggled to find someone who. Um, had the skills necessary basically they yeah. do really need a strong person in this type of role yeah is this something uh, you had done prior to this position or did you go so to school for it <laughs> i did go to school for it so i'll give you like my little spiel yeah um, sure <laughs> so after high school i my my mom was sick so i didn't go to college i stayed home and i got a job or i wanted to get a job and i worked retail a little bit and i was totally done with retail nothing against people that can do that it wasn't for me um and I was like okay what am I gonna do right what am I gonna do for work and I had volunteered a lot in high school um with different human service 
organizations. I had um, done a little suicide prevention hotline. I did um, tutoring with children um, from domestic violence families, things like that. And so I was like, maybe I can um, work in human services. So I did, and I ended up doing that for over 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, the last few years, I was in a, a pretty high position at an organization around here. Um, and I did really love it. It was very fulfilling. And I also liked the people I worked with then. But I will say, at a certain point, I wasn't really intellectually challenged anymore. Gotcha. And in order for me to move to the next level at that point, um, I would definitely not only need um, a bachelor's, but a master's and a license as well, um, which I didn't want to do. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I did kind of feel a little stuck. And then one day it was like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, fate. I'm not sure I believe in it, but it was coincidental. I got a cold call asking if I wanted to take a course on income taxes. Fine. I'll do that. I've always done my own taxes. Find it interesting. Did that. I took the course. Then I ended up working for that company for a few years. Oh, wow. And I liked it so much. And so I did taxes as well as my human service work for a few years. And then I was like, well, I, I think I like this. So I'm going to go to school for this. So I did an associates in business administration with a concentration in accounting, and I enjoyed it. So from there, I moved over to um, Northeastern University, and I did a double major in accounting management and finance in an 18-month accelerated program. Oh, wow. Which cool. uh, they don't do anymore. I would not recommend. But they, <laughs> do still, they do still have that degree program, just not in 18 months. <laughs> I really enjoyed that degree program because I did have the interest in both the accounting part and the um, finance, which is basically the difference is kind of like, are you reporting on the past or are you reporting on the future? Okay. Um, so I, I really feel like I learned a lot and, you know, going to university in your thirties, I think is probably a little bit different in that, you know, what, at least kind of what you want to learn. Um, and what's going to be useful to you. Sure. Yeah. And again, obviously, nothing against people who do it in the quote-unquote normal time frame. Um, but I, this was really beneficial for me. So I really kind of got a chance to dig into it. Um, and while I was in doing that degree as well, I had kind of moved, I had left human services and moved jobs to try and get a little like bookkeeping and um, like light accounting experience so that by the time I was ready to graduate I could kind of just fully jump in um, so yeah it's been over three years now and I started I actually started doing accounting at a different human service agency um, and then I moved so I guess it's been it must have been four years now um, and then I moved to a manufacturing company I worked um, in gaming for a little while and now Ooh. I'm at the, the veterinary company Right on. Awesome. Yeah. So you said you didn't. Ha you don't have to see uh, clients face to face. Are you doing everything from home right now, or are you? Yeah, that's currently. awesome. Currently, oh, currently everything from home. So it's interesting because I did start this job during the pandemic. Okay. So my coworkers have all worked together in the office full time, that's and I have not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you? I've been. I was going to say, can you office. see the difference? Sorry. Oh, um, I honestly think that starting this job during the pandemic, like really enabled me to 
be successful in a way that I haven't when starting jobs in person. Yeah. Um, there's a level of anxiety that I have about my social, how I come off, <laughs> basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that was less when I could just turn off my camera. Yeah. <laughs> nice. A lot less. And um, so I did, when I first started, I did a few days in the office and I've done a few days here and there. So I've met my coworkers and my boss. Um, but I will also say too, the interview process um was really refreshing yeah and really? i it was really um like i did a lot of interviews a lot of zoom interviews during the pandemic yeah. and um she was my boss right now was the first person who came out and said to me like i'm not looking at your green dot i'm not watching to see if you're on all day yeah. i don't care yeah that's awesome i just like if you get your work done i don't care when you work no one like and that was so refreshing to hear i was like you know some of i feel like some of the places that i've been most successful is when i have flexibility i did a few days in person um and i knew that i already would probably like my boss based on what she had said about (laughs) not watching my green dot um it was nice to be able to like do a few days and and come home and work here and in quiet and really not worry about face-to-face interaction at all yeah at all. that's awesome it's yeah i can see that being very relaxing i think I, workplaces really need to move to a productivity model versus a time model absolutely like it doesn't matter that that i'm there from 9 a.m to 5 p.m it doesn't matter that i have to clock in a minute early but i mean Mm-mm. all of that is just a control shit and i think it's ridiculous yeah people don't work well with that anyway i mean it's yeah. it's, it's you have to be able to you know, you're going to be the most productive at when it's right for you uh-huh. and you go for it and you give it your all and then you, when you're not feeling it, you need to be able to walk away. And if it's a nine to five, you're gonna have less productivity than right. if I work best at 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then, you know, later on after I've eaten or done whatever I, works well for me, you know, I like coffee and showers after both those things, <laughs> I'm gonna do really good then, you know, it's like. Yep, absolutely. And especially for my position in particular, like there, most weeks, it is much more than 40 hours worth of work. Yeah. So you have to be able to be, you know, flexible about when you're working, right? Like, I mean, one of my coworkers, um, you know, has kids in school that she has to pick up and drop off during the day. So she signs on early in the morning, gets some work done, and then goes and does that. Um, my boss and my other coworker, they're really not morning people. So you'll see them on late at night, right? Yeah. But then, you know, you'll see it at 10 a.m. that maybe they still haven't signed on and that's totally fine. And, and um, yeah, which is kind of great. Like I used to, especially early on, I would like, you know, ping message my boss and be like, hey, I'm, I'm stepping out for XYZ. I got to run to the pharmacy or you know, and she's like, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I, I trust you. That's the other nice thing, too, is that, like, she told me, like, you know, when you talk about working from home, especially, like, corporate, right? A lot of yeah. people are worried about that productivity. Are you really working? Big question. Or are you, are you hanging out watching YouTube or something like that, especially, right, because they can't see you? Yeah. Um, 
And I love that my boss just said to me one time, she's like, I, I trust you. I don't need to worry about whether you're working or not. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I trust you to get your work done and get it done well. That's um, awesome. That's the way it should be. You know, if you, okay, I mean, if you have trust and flexibility, like, there's no end to what you can accomplish. Yeah. Well, I think that trust along, a lot of times, you know, as somebody who might not have that trust probably is not that great themselves, you know what I mean? If it, if oh, yeah, it's like projection, right? They're like, oh, well, if I wasn't being watched, I wouldn't give them 100%, and mm -hmm. so I'm going to assume that you're going to not, that you're going to be the same way. I mean, yeah, I would think a lot of times, right? Yeah. I think insecurities in general. Yes. I've seen it come from both types of people. I've seen it come from an extremely, extremely, extremely high performer, micromanager, and then I've also seen it come from someone who, yes, maybe is upset that they're that they're not taking advantage of what they're accusing you of. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, is there anything that you dislike about your job or what you do? So I will say that it is pretty long hours a lot of the time, okay. um, and it's one of those situations where ever since I've been there. Um, you know, they've been promising things will get better. And to their credit, they have. Um, and then they get worse again, and then they get better. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's a moving target. Um, but I will say, I think all the jobs that I've had since I switched to, you know, a, a career in kind of financials um, have been pretty long hours. Uh, and, and that's... You know, in, in one way, I don't mind it because I do feel like I'm I'm pretty good at it. And one of the things that just makes me feel good in my life in general is feeling like I'm accomplishing things yeah. and um, being successful and getting that good feedback from my colleagues at work. Um, but on the other hand, you know, my my husband doesn't work those hours and he gets about three times, maybe almost four times as much time off as I do. Oh, wow. And I would really like to be able to take a vacation with him yeah, yeah. Um, or take a vacation in general. <laughs> <laughs> I have not yeah. taken more than three days off in the last year. Wow. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of days of the month that I just can't take off because of um, strict deadlines. So that part I do dislike. Um, but I do think that there are places, even in this industry, um, that you can get a better work-life balance. And um, so I'm hopeful that either A, that will happen, or B, it'll get, it'll get better where I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that, a, that's a hard one. It? You said three days. I mean, that's like not, not even weekends, huh? Oh, no. I mean, I get weekends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, like vaca vacation days I haven't. So I took, I took um, three days for my birthday. Okay. And then I... I so I took three days twice is what I what I mean. Like I just can't take more than, that's basically the amount of days per month that we can okay. take because we have um, such a strict schedule. That is the tough part. It, and honestly, it's a constant conversation. Like even my boss is like, yeah, this, this needs to get better. Um, you what would it take to get to, better? Would you just more employees or? More employees would certainly help. Okay. That would certainly help. Uh, we recently found out that comparatively to competitors and other companies in our industries, our accounting team is extremely, extremely lean. Yeah. Um, so we are we are talking about, and we actually, even since I've been hired, which was about a year ago, we have hired some, an additional person and restructured the team. 
Um, so more employees would help. Um, and also we, you know, continuing to make process improvements does help. Um, we have a person um, in one of the um, other financial teams who um, taught himself how to code. Oh, wow. And it's been extremely useful for us because now a lot of this stuff that used to take us hours, you know, like opening and saving down reports, we can just macro. Um, awesome. I do. Yeah. So I do think that has been the, the most helpful thing um, in terms of reducing the hours. Awesome. Especially when you have deadlines. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Excuse me. Especially when you only have three days uh, for your vacation month. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that the deadline thing is probably something that I both like and dislike about my job, too. Okay. Um, It's tough, you know, when you wake up on a day where you really do feel genuinely burned out. And you know that still by noon, you know, ABC has to happen. And by 2 p.m., 1, 2, 3 has to happen. And by the end of the day, which is at any time before, you know, 8 a.m. the next day for us, really, because we're more flexible. But by the end of the day or tomorrow, you know, all this other stuff has to happen. And sometimes that is overwhelming. Um, On the other hand, (laughs) it does keep me very focused and actually doing those things. And I generally don't get as behind as I did when I was in some other positions that aren't as deadline driven. Um, so when I can have a weekend, it's like, oh, I am behind on that one thing, but everything else, it's like, I've actually done it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that sense of accomplishment that comes with a deadline. I once worked 37 hours straight just to meet a deadline. Oof. But I did it. I did it. And you slept for 37 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) That's how those things go. Yes. Now, having autism, um, because did you say, when did you find out that you had autism? Were you, you were already in the workplace, right? I mean. Only last year. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Only during the pandemic did I actually realize and like pursue and um, think about that. Um, my husband has been saying for a while that he thinks that I may be autistic. Um, and I've been saying for a while that I think he has ADHD. So during the pandemic, he was diagnosed with ADHD. And I was um, kind of like unofficially or sort of diagnosed um, by a psychologist, though, with autism. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Have you disclosed at work? Did they know? No. No, they don't. Okay. Yeah. What do you think would happen if you did? (sighs) That's a really great question. That's a really it's a great surprise question. question, too. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, that's okay because, you know, I think about that and um, nothing. I don't think anything would happen. Oh, I really cool. don't. Um, and I don't know why I don't disclose. I think, like, I really thought about it, especially early on. Like, should I disclose? Should I not? And early on, I really wasn't sure if it would affect their opinion of me. Um, at this point, I don't think it would, but it's been so long and I haven't said anything that I don't really know how to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, like there are other things about my life that I, you know, typically am um, slow to share that, that I've shared with my coworkers because they've asked. Yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to kind of like start a conversation to volunteer that information. Yeah. Um, when I kind of feel like, well, maybe why do they care? 
Um, Although sometimes, you know, when you tell someone, they're like, oh, that makes so much sense, right? (laughs) When I told one of my best friends that that I found out I was autistic, she was like, oh. (laughs) She's like, "Um, I thought you were just an asshole sometimes. (laughs) You're like, I am, but. That is a great friend. (laughs) Yeah, right? No, really, like, we would genuinely have, like, these crazy falling outs where she wouldn't talk to me for so long because I said something that really offended her, and I genuinely had no clue what it was or what I did because I really wasn't trying to be, I was just saying something factual, and of course, sometimes that comes off as really rude without me realizing it. (laughs) Yeah, I I have the same thing. I get to every (laughs) workplace I have ever been. After I like get to know people, three, four, five months in, you know, almost every single person tells me, you know, I'm really surprised that you're nice. When you first started, I thought you were such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the vibe I give off, I guess, you know. Here's the thing. I like to observe an environment before I insert myself into it. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm part of the workplace and I'm doing my job, but I also don't want to step into the social sphere until I know what's going on socially. So I think most people look at that and just assume I'm stuck up or, you know, think I'm better than them or whatever they assume. Yeah. yeah. I also like, I'm of the opinion where I still genuinely, like, I can't really figure out or understand why people wouldn't want to know something factual. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I, I don't really hesitate to say things, and sometimes people don't want to hear those facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually having a work conversation the other day about something um, that people are kind of upset about, and I, I told my colleague, I'm like, oh yeah, I, uh, I was you know fairly vocal about it, and he was like, I do not doubt that. I do not doubt. <laughs> and he meant it nicely, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, I got nothing. Nope. Wake up, <laughs> was, wake up. I know. No, it's just, uh, it's funny because uh, as, we're, as we're talking, there's uh, like so many things are going through my head and I'm like, oh, this thing, this thing, this thing. And yeah. then it was like, it was like an overabundance of uh, things that I wanted to talk about or ask. And then it's like, they, it was like, ah, too many things. Ah, just drop it off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, ah. I, I do that all the time, especially ah. when I, I, that happens to me so many times when I'm talking. They're like, yeah. oh, I want to say this, this, and this, and my brain will just stall. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's wait, terrible. Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> there's like a bottleneck of thoughts. They just all come right. in the one, in the, but it's, <laughs> there's only one door. My mouth. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth door. That is embarrassing. <laughs> That's my new band name. Ah. Oh, I like that, actually. Can I be in your band? <laughs> yeah. All right. Can I be the lead singer? Because <laughs> yes, I have a please. mouth door. <laughs> <laughs> Please be the lead singer. I sound like a dying sheep. <laughs> <laughs> How does that sound? It's I don't think I want to know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, so let's talk a bit about um, how autism impacts you at work. Let's start with yeah. the, um, the obstacles. What, is, what are some of your autistic traits that uh, make work hard for you? So I think that um, 
you know, the hyper-focus is kind of both good and bad. And the hyper-focus is great when I can get a lot done, and but I also tend to sit at my desk for 12 plus hours, not get up to pee or drink water or eat. Um, oh. And that is obviously an obstacle when it comes to being with my family later because sure. I'm hangry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am prone to burnout because of that, basically, yeah. because of that hyper-focus. And okay. a lot of times when I get in, um, you know, a, a little bit more burned out, I tend to be a lot more sensitive and reactionary to things. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and that can, you know, that can really come out in like, I get like just desperately sad over something someone said um, that I really have, will have totally misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, and that will cause a lot of painful emotions. Sure. Um, and it's really kind of really on me for not taking the steps to take care of myself to be in the space where I can rationally think about the things people are saying. That is such a hard <laughs> one. I find, I know, I know we deal with a lot of that and the things that, a lot of the stuff you're talking about there and it's like, I know, you know, in those, in those moments, you know, you want to like blame people around you too. And it's like, why didn't you feed me? You know, it's like, <laughs> right. It's like, well, it's not my job to feed you. Like I, I'm, first of all, I, I'm autistic too. So I'm trying to do stuff and make sure I don't do the things to you that you just did to me. Like we just like this back and forth, you yeah. know, it's like. It's difficult, and it's and it's hard. Yeah. And people, the good thing we have people that love us uh, unconditionally, right? <laughs> right, and yeah, when those things happen, I also tend to like I really spiral and catastrophize. And someone could say something, and I will literally think every single person at my work hates me. Yeah, um, and I will have to go, you know, take a break or something because I just can't function. I'm too emotional um basically well i can't function successfully we'll say that's a good way to put it um so yeah i will say that you know while the hyper focus is good because it allows me to get a lot of stuff done and meet those deadlines um you know when that when that burnout comes and it and it comes pretty often because of the hours um i'm you know pretty prone to um getting upset (laughs) over nothing (laughs) yeah i have, I have a similar thing. Mine usually is. See, what's funny is we both have it, yeah. but you usually stifle yours, yeah. and then wonder why you're like stressed out and your stomach hurts. Yeah. And me, <laughs> it just it comes out like constantly. Like if I'm overwhelmed or I'm you know uh, you know burdened or you know uh, every well, little thing, I'll just be like, I, I need that to stop. I need that to stop. You know. Yeah. And, I, and it's funny because if we're both in that place, then it's like we'll go back and forth. I'll be quiet, you know, I'll stifle it. You'll you'll react, and then I'll react to your reaction, and like kind of like you were saying that, you know, that super sad over something that wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it's like, and, and I'll go, and so it's like this spiral, and it's like we have to stop it, and you know, we notice it, and we take a breath. But, um, excuse me, yeah, th- those are difficult. That's yeah, <laughs> it is difficult. I think. Um, like one of the times that happened in the last few months like my husband was trying to figure out what was going on and we were talking about it and he's like I think you're really upset over a compliment <laughs> I was like oh 
Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to take a compliment. You're right. <laughs> See, that's, I mean, I was, I'm like, and of course I hear this and I'm like, that's awesome because it's like, to me, I'm like, oh, good communication between two people who love each other can actually figure things out together to get to the real, you know, what really happened. Like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, always happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I also want to say, I appreciate you sharing the hard stuff with us because I feel like there's oftentimes people... I mean, everyone deals with this kind of stuff, you know, but it's hard to say them out loud to people. And it's like, but it's like, we miss the opportunity to share with each other. And it's like, to know, like, we're not alone, you know? And it's, I feel like, I don't know what it is for me necessarily. It's in there. I don't know what it is, but I know, I feel like for so many people, they don't want people to see them in the hard times. And it's like, and so I want to just say thank you for sharing this stuff because it's like, it's important for other people to be like, I'm not alone kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It needs to be normalized and, you know, destigmatized and all that. Like, Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I think the, like, the biggest thing about figuring out that I was autistic was realizing that there are other people that are going through similar things. Yeah. yeah. My whole life, my whole life, especially I think because I was misdiagnosed, I felt so alone. I felt like there was no one like me was no one going through all of these crazy weird things like yeah how um, could it be the same <laughs> right like right. what like what like what's wrong with me um oh my gosh when i found out that like other people have similar sensory issues to me i was like oh, it's not just me seriously like oh and um and it that you know has has also helped the people closest to me understand me more too right. um especially my husband yeah. like that has really helped him understand a lot like with him too he's like you know sometimes i thought you'd be saying this stuff just to be mean yeah and that is like n- never once do i actually ever say something just to be mean right yeah like just never like i might say some mean things but it's because those are factual things that i mean right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I you when, know, you when something is mean, it's because you made it mean that I was being mean. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just too much mean. Yeah. Where's the mean here? <laughs> oh <Sorry>. man. <laughs> that that's an, really was, bad. Was that an accountant joke? That was an accountant joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh shucks, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just wearing a red shirt. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about the hard stuff. Let's um, let's talk about the, the the good stuff. How how is um, how do your autistic traits help you at work? Um, I know you said hyperfocus was was good Both and bad. Both ways, yeah. Um, what's yeah. The, what's the rest of the good? Um, so hyperfocus is good. I think um, for me, one of the things I guess I'd consider as one of my autistic traits is like I really just have like this really huge desire hunger need to learn things like i love learning new things i love learning new information i love learning new concepts i love learning new ways of thinking i love learning new ways of being and better ways of being like just i love um like i feel like personally if i'm still learning then i'm still improving i'm still moving forward yeah that's Um, that's very awesome and I think that that translates well into really any career, I think. Yeah. Like, when I worked in mental health, like, I'm 
it's hard for me to say this, but like I did accelerate quickly. I was promoted quickly and pretty far. Um, and you know, since graduating, I've also come a lot of way, come a long way in this career pretty quickly. Um, and I was talking with someone recently, um, who is familiar with some of the people that I've worked with and they're like, yeah, you know, you're, you're not the typical person who, um, graduated a few years ago. You know, you, you've worked under some extremely smart and very demanding people and you've been very successful at it. Um, and I love working under smart people because I love learning that everything that they are willing to teach me. And, um, I think that that'll continue to serve me pretty well in, in moving wherever it is that I decide I want to go. Yeah, I can That's definitely awful. see that. So, um, what are some, you know, some of the other, some of the other things that where autism helps you out at work? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think that, um, especially where I am, the, the people, the type of people that I work with, you know, the veterinary hospital industry, um, people really like authenticity. Nice. Um, and I, I kind of can't help but be authentic. Like, we're, we're I really, good at I that. can't. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't bring myself to say something untrue. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm just, you know. Um, and I know that that's been a huge benefit in building working relationships with, you know, the hospital business partners. Um, in in ways that people haven't been able to before, because they, you know, they've even said to me like. You know, I appreciate it, and I know you're going to be straight with me. Like, you know, obviously sometimes there are confidential things that I can't talk about, and I won't talk about those. But other than that, they know that I'm going to be straight up, yeah, and they awesome. appreciate that. I'm um, sure they do. You know, they can move forward faster too. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, and I think in the same token, you know, when something difficult needs to be said, a lot of the times. Um, you know, I can kind of bring that up or bring that into the conversation. Um, and, and not always. And my, my coworkers are great about doing that too. Um, but I do think sometimes asking the difficult questions is um, something that I just can't help but do. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. It's a great way to learn. So, I mean, it makes sense that you would be good at that. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, I want to step back for for half a second. A little bit ago, we had talked about that you had not disclosed at work. Right. Um, did. If you uh, if you did, were, would there be any accommodations that you would want or ask for? Honestly, no. Like my boss already gives me everything I ask for that that she possibly can. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's really anything else that I could even think that would help. I mean, she supports me whenever I need it. She's there. Even when she's on vacation, I can text her. Um, she's, I mean, I, I feel bad because I think we all kind of lean on her so much and I know she has a ton on her plate, um, work wise. Um, but she's, she's really been amazing. I don't think there's anything else that that's I awesome. need. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's great, yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because, you know, when we're late diagnosed, you know, good or bad things, you know, will show up still, you know, like, oh, there's this thing that I didn't know I had, you know, because you have already 
come up with ways to work around work around yeah. yeah and so it's like right i think also like you know one of the main things that me personally i would need is a hybrid work work schedule like when i had to be in the office every single day for more than eight hours a day i got burned out so quickly so quickly so much more quickly than i get burned out now even though i work more hours now yeah oh, wow. being able to work from home even you know a few days a week is <laughs> really priceless yeah <laughs> yeah Game you know exactly like before i started work from home i never realized how much energy it actually took to get out of the house like to pack my lunch get my water bottle get dressed get shoes on just everything driving the commute getting oh. to the office being around people having to be you know quote-unquote on yeah it was just so exhausting i i can't do that five days a week i i never will again yeah <laughs> i get that I, yeah, for sure i say that i say the same thing i mean i'm lucky to be able to say that i can be picky when i'm looking for jobs um yeah and and uh but i yeah i'm the same way i will never go back to an in in the office job i've been thinking about the advice question sure sure and i think that um if I were just starting out in the workforce, I would really take my time to think about what it is I am interested in to start with because particularly right now, particularly in this labor market, you can do so many things and tailor it to your needs. Yeah. There are so many positions now that you can do from home, so many positions. Um, there are so many positions that you can do kind of on your own in like the quote-unquote gig economy. Yeah. And there are so many things you can do to kind of avoid the types of things that would burn you out quickly. Um, so I think, you know, both for if you're just finding out if you're autistic and for if you're just starting out in the workforce. I mean, for me, you know, obviously you've got to think about the things you want. But I kind of start by thinking about like, okay, what do I know for sure is a deal breaker? What yeah. can't I deal with? Oh, smart. And um, yes, yeah, basically like start a list and kind of like, all right, well, what other positions that have like none of these things? And also <laughs> maybe like some things that I want. And you can be like, you. I guess you do have to be a little creative. Like maybe you think of something that you like and you can't really do something in that particular industry, but you can do something for a company in that industry, even if you're not directly doing, you know, the graphic design or the whatever, the science, whatever it is, you can be like, I am support staff at a company that does really cool stuff, like care for animals. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's our time. Uh, I We had a really good time hanging out with you. Thank you for- <laughs> I did too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for um, letting us uh, take a couple hours out of your day. And Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. We're glad you're with us. Well, thank you both so much for having me, really. This was this was a great conversation. I think um, what you're doing here is really, really cool, the idea that you've got. Awesome. <laughs> right thank Thanks. you. Well, that was a really good time. What a wonderful guest. Yeah. Thanks I for... bet you you'd be a wonderful guest. Yeah, you probably would be. As long as you go to carveresumes.com, click on podcast, and type your name and email. Because if you don't do that, we're not going to be able to contact you and have you on our show. And we'd really like to have you on our show. Yes, please. So uh, please do that. And thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.